All right. This is DanCast for June 11th, 2016. And uh, welcome back, me, because I haven't done a show in a while. And I thought it would be good to get back (laughs) on the mic and uh, update you guys on things that are going on, particularly because... I did something I haven't been I haven't done in a long, long time, which is I went on a vacation, uh, and I went to Jamaica. Jamaica is an island, man. You may know them from Red Stripe Beer. It was great having time off. I loved waking up in the morning and not having a particular thing that needed to get done that day. Uh, The thing to also consider is a lot of, a lot of the stuff you get out of a vacation. Some, most of the time it doesn't at least appear, at least to me that you need to have any sort of destination in mind. The fact that you're getting away and doing something different is pretty much all that it is. Uh, this Jamaica is actually a pretty short distance away, maybe like a four hour total flight in the air. We went from Albany to Baltimore and then Baltimore to Jamaica and, uh, pretty, uh, standard stuff. My first international travel ever. Well, not, maybe not ever. I think as a kid, I did, I had some trips and, but it didn't feel like I'd it was a big deal because I didn't have to get a passport or anything like that, especially like since, you know, we live near the Canadian border, you do, you used to, (laughs) you used to not need a passport to get to Canada. And, uh, ever since nine 11, you do. And, uh, but anyway, so Jamaica is, was an eye opening experience. Jamaica is not like how, it is in the movies. In the movies, you think like blue skies, clear beaches, and just a tropical paradise. And there was there were days that were like were really really nice. Just um, lots of sun, and uh, you could be a beach bum if you wanted to. The thing that held it back was just the amount of people on the beach just hustling. Hustlers all day. Um, a lot of them would come up to you and be like, they'd try to scam you and to give them, them a tip, like they try to put a bracelet on you, say that their kids did it, and uh, you know, give them tip. Who knows if these people even have kids? I think of Benny from Total Recall going, Hey man, I got five kids to feed. And he's. They didn't. They didn't say that on the beach, but that's the personality that I thought of, because um, the beach is just covered with lots of that. It's lots of people trying to sell like drugs. A lot of there was one guy that was selling like banana bread. I don't know if it was legitimate banana bread. Perhaps not. And uh, just on the beach, all all over. This is what it was. One day we went parasailing, which was fun, but it just feels so sketchy. Like you get in, you pay someone, you get into a boat, and then you're going out into the middle of the sea to go parasailing. And the whole time thinking, oh no, we're going to go out into the ocean 
and there's going to be no parasailing, and they're going to cut our throats and dump us off in the ocean. Maybe that's my, what do you call it, ethnocentrism? American uh, scaredy catism? On the other hand, there's a reason people want to come here. <laughs> um, the The thing that I thought of was how the hustlers were on the beach all day. And, you know, the, the American dream, supposedly, I don't know, maybe your, your American dream might be different. The American dream is you, re- you work and you retire when you get older, and basically you go sit on a beach and drink pina coladas all day. These people don't have that because their job is on the beach. Their job is to hustle. They're trying to either scam you or um, just try to trying to sell you drugs. There were a few a few uh, beach people that were, um, you know, they were they were in legitimate businesses like selling pineapple. They're in the pineapple business, uh, but tourism since there's there's two industries there basically, which is sugarcane. And tourism, basically farming and tourism. And farming can consist of sugar, it can consist of uh, marijuana, it can consist of <laughs> both black market and, uh, I don't, is, is legitimate the proper word? But I, I don't want to buy drugs until it feels like stepping into an Audi dealership. I want to go in to a place that's nice and clean and there's a guy, and he's wearing a, a uniform. It says, like, Bob's THC on it or something like that. And uh, that's all. That's that's the. It makes me, as a consumer, feel better about the interaction. But right now, because these things exist in a black market, you don't get that. I mean, out west and soon in here in New York, you're going to go through the, the bullshit of medical marijuana and uh it's it's not it's see what they did is so congratulations world now you have legal marijuana except we're we all have to pretend it's a serves a medicinal purpose and only a medicinal purpose and that's why people want it rather than like the same purpose that alcohol serves and letting people unwind and get a little loose or, or whatever so right now it's just a facade that that marijuana market had we just accepted that this is something that people want to do so let them do that and let the let the drug market <laughs> compete you know in and in a way that's not like like you know these who who's been selling it for years and years and years all these low lives <laughs> if if you had basically i guess i'm thinking of the whole foodization of drugs if you go in and you get your pot and and you go and since it's whole foods you you pay with your wrist you pay with your apple watch and uh the prices are a little higher keeps the riffraff out i guess uh but, you know, if you are the riffraff, or if you want to buy from the riffraff, you can. But at least in some way, maybe there's that comfort. Maybe there's the ability for these for the dispensaries to compete on um, 
something other than just the the product. Because when it's a black market product, you can't, you know, what is the return policy <laughs> for your pot? What if you what if you didn't get what if you weren't pleased? Did you leave a review on Yelp? An angry review saying that you weren't happy with the quality of their of their I'm trying to think of a trendy name. Pineapple Express. Anyway, this is supposed to be about Jamaica. Um, they didn't have that there. There's always some dude who would sell it to you, but they were just just relentless. They just if you didn't want it, they they would just exhaust you. And you would people watch. I would people watch after a while and just see people go up and down the beach, and then see them getting the hustle, and then a lot of them were pretty good at it, uh, uh, dissuading it and shrugging it off and moving on and not making eye contact, keep walking on the beach. And some people are just like, no, no, thanks. And you can't do that with these guys because now you're having a conversation. It doesn't matter that you said no. It mattered that you said anything. So if you respond to one thing, maybe you'll respond to other things. In uh, during the flight, I got pulled aside twice for security on the way back, on before both flights, and it is a little nerve wracking. Had to get patted down. I had to go into a back room. They searched my shit. They have those magic wands with what looks to be a uh, feather duster on on the side, on on the end, and they just. I don't know what they're trying to find drug remnants or explosive remnants or things like that, but that was not fun. The, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is Jamaica was, was a good once in a lifetime experience. I don't know if I need to go back. I know we, we met people who were like, Oh, this is our fourth time here. We go here all the time. And it's like, yeah, good for you. But I don't know. Not, not quite for me. I, I feel because when you're an American <laughs> in a foreign country, you're a little bit more on edge. You are afraid of people taking advantage. When when you're in America, you I felt more I feel comfortable, you know, because this is my place, this is my home, this is where <laughs> where my wife and <laughs> where my wife sleeps. Where my children play with their toys. That's a Godfather reference. Uh, you're in your home, land. You're familiar with the culture. You're familiar with the customs. And things are all hunky-dory. When you go to overseas, you don't want to... It's hard to relax because you're constantly worried about that. And, uh, like, if you need to go into town, you got to take a cab. And because the infrastructure is not the same there as it is here, let's face it. America's fucking awesome. Look, go if especially now since it's election season. If you're not aware, if you're one of these people that thinks doesn't matter who who conservative, liberal doesn't matter which side you're on. If you're one of these people that thinks America sucks right now, go to a tropical paradise and see what you think. On the ride to where we were staying, like there's fucking goats in the road. There's potholes in the road. Everywhere's potholes. Everyone's worried about getting scammed. There's, you know, where's the protection? Where's the police? And uh, just 
this, this worry that you have there that you don't have in America because we figured our shit out. Like, yeah, it's not perfect. <laughs> it's not, it's not a utopia, but like we don't have poverty like they have poverty. We have poverty like you can't make your mortgage payment and your iPhone, <laughs> your cell phone contract is bleeding you dry. So you have to downgrade. You have to get rid of your cell phone plan or something like that. And meanwhile, you're enjoying your central air conditioning or you have an air conditioner and you have your your cable TV or, or, or maybe you have a car, maybe you don't have a car, whatever. In Jamaica, this tropical paradise... They have poverty like their goats are in the middle of the road and they live in shacks on in in the road like these hovels like their poor are a lot poorer than our poor and that to me was the eye opening experience like you know, I was kind of knew that I knew I know understood relatively America's problems you know were first world problems <laughs> and that's not to say that's not to try to be having a guilt trip but it's like we don't have problems like i don't know if you would consider third world countries uh our jamaica a third world country because you know we didn't see the whole country we went to some touristy destination and uh but you could get the sense there's a reason these people are hustling this is their job they depend they make their livelihood scamming the tourists. That's how they roll. Otherwise, they're doing parasailing and stuff like that. And even even then, it's like if you've ever met someone who's who's got a job in a tourist destination, they have more than one job. They do their regular job, whether they're working at a restaurant or doing being like a tour guide or something like that and then they have some other job which is maybe something on the side doing construction or in this case a lot of drug deal <laughs> a lot of drug dealers uh and that's just you know that's them making a living on the beach man so uh what had was interesting to me what had occurred to me was just how Here's a story. I guess that'll help me stop rambling. On our ride back to the airport, our driver was very interested in our thoughts on American politics. <laughs> as much as, um, you know, right now I'm recording this, it's June 11th, 2016. Uh, looks like it's going to be Trump and Hillary this election season. And it doesn't seem to me like either side is really happy with their candidate. On the other hand, I think, you know, I think, well, here's the thing, and I'll get into it. Because this driver was asking us what we thought, uh, you know, as young Americans of the political landscape. And basically, we were like, yeah, it's a fucking mess right now. It's never been so contentious. It's never been how it is right now. And... uh he had these conspiracy theories like, I think what's going on is, I, I'm doing a terrible Jamaican accent. Basically, his theory was what's going on is Trump is running to make sure Hillary gets the nom gets into office. And it's like, I don't know, man. And you, you think of all these people like hating Trump. And 
I see it on like Facebook all the time. People just like, how can anyone vote for him? In the meantime, I see way more Trump signs than I do Hillary signs. I have not seen a single Hillary sign around here. Seen some Bernie signs, but Bernie's going to be out. And now the whole party's going to get behind Hillary begrudgingly, I think, um, especially up here, because this is if you're if you're left wing up here, you're for Bernie. And uh, I think it's a thing where Demo- the Democratic Party underestimates the Republicans, underestimates the conservatives. Vox had this really good ish, uh, article about the contempt that liberals hold for towards uh, conservatives because they think conservatives are uneducated and dumb and don't know any better and can't help themselves and they're just going to vote against their own interests, yada, 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 yada. And that's actually a very, in my opinion... And in this writer's opinion, and consider it's Vox too, which is is a mostly a liberal news site, but it's it's a narrow-minded view. The thing, if you haven't seen it, you got to watch this. Um, Scott Adams, the guy who does Dilbert, uh, he's been doing TV shows and things like that, explaining why he thinks Trump's going to win. And I I frankly think the same thing. I think. Once again, everyone's on everyone's underestimating the Republicans. And think think of it this way. This is a guy where people thought he was there was no way. A year ago, it was a joke, literally. And it still is a joke. But if you think of where he's come, he's come from being a joke to eliminating all, what was it, 17 other candidates in the primaries for the nomination, the Republican nomination. And he'll he'll probably get, nothing is stopping him. The, the Republican Party cannot even stop Trump. This is how powerful Trump is. Trump right now is a big snowball going down a hill, in my opinion. And... It's going to get real messy, this election suck. It's great. It's great entertainment. It's great television. I can't wait for the debates. I'm not very politically active or interested, and I don't usually vote every year. And uh, I, I, I'm like, oh, man, I can't wait. <laughs> I would have loved to see a Bernie versus Trump um, debate because I think Bernie and Trump essentially say the same things. There are interests out to get you, and if you vote for me, I'll get rid of them. In Trump's case, he's saying uh, illegals and uh, Muslim extremists. In Bernie's case, he's he's saying Wall Street (laughs) and corrupt government. And they're really kind of the same spectrum of, they're on the same spectrum of candidate. There's on different ends of it. But uh, anyway, so this driver was asking, like, what do you guys think because of uh, 
The whole world is watching us now. This is this is the interesting thing. And when when you hear other countries, their opinion is, oh, you Americans, you think you're the center of the universe. You think everything revolves around America. And then you go to some other country and you're like, what do you guys think of your own election? And by the way, all the gift shops, we shouldn't have even exchanged money or uh, <laughs> for Jamaica. U.S. dollars to Jamaican dollars because everywhere accepted U.S. dollars anyway. Jamaica's not a U.S., you know, Jamaican's its own nation, and it's not specifically like a U.S. tourist destination. It's a global tourist destination. You know, I, I we saw people from France and Germany and some uh, maybe Spain or Honduras or something like that. I feel like we were the only Americans that were around where we were staying, and... uh Everywhere accepted American money. Jamaican dollars was an afterthought. And so I just think it's interesting, this criticism, like, oh, you Americans think you're the center of the world. Meanwhile, everyone's talking about America. Everything's Everything centers around the country and what's especially going on right now. Our driver was saying that they watch the election with great interest because they cannot, probably for the same reasons we do, but they're all, besides that, they have an interest in seeing what happens because they believe if Trump gets into office, it's going to completely cut off everything that America gives to the Caribbean, basically. I don't know what kind of aid, if any, we give to them. Uh, pardon me, had to take a sip. But um, he's he's probably right that if Trump gets into office, it's going to be... Trump is, you know, going to make things nationalistic. And that's why all the criticism against him, whether it's, oh, he's a racist, which is he a racist? I don't know. I don't really believe that he's a racist. I just think he says things that <laughs> people try to try to um, turn into a bigger issue than they really are. But then again, I'm just some asshole. Um <laughs> It, all these criticisms. By the way, m Islam's not a race; it's a religion. <laughs> so I don't know what it is. I guess that's bigoted. It's not. That's not racism, right? That's it's discrimination. Yeah, but what's wrong with <laughs> It's not the same exact thing. But uh, but anyway, he's gonna. We're gonna if if Trump gets in office, America's gonna turn inward. And maybe we need that. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to vote for Trump. I'm not going to say I'm going to vote for Hillary. I don't even know if I'll go vote. And maybe I'm the problem. Maybe I'm the problem. Because I'm not interested. Because I'm just going to go go to my job, go home, and watch movies and listen to iTunes. And do these dumb podcasts where I spout out some thoughts that start about just giving you guys an update on what's been going on and how I had a good vacation. And meanwhile, here I am talking about Trump. He's unstoppable. You're not going to stop him. All these, the, the people who are voting for Trump, the silent majority, Trump's ringing all their bells. They like what he has to say. Doesn't matter. He doesn't know if he knows what he's talking about or not. And the fact that Trump will come at it like nationalism versus globalism, that's enough for them.
all other issues are secondary to to these people and the left will be snarky about it and they will underestimate their opponents which they did i remember thinking this back in 2004 because they did the same thing with uh Kerry and bush there was no way we thought right there's no way bush was going to get a second term no way at all Kerry was clearly going to be the better candidate better person in office and uh guess what happened Kerry lost fair and square not even close not not like 2000 and i know people are gonna say like oh voter fraud or whatever but that's all things being equal don't they do voter fraud equal like one party's voter fraud balances out the other party's voter fraud so you know it's about even right and uh they they miss un (laughs) they misunderestimated they underestimated bush because for years and years and years People were going, oh, Bush is an idiot. John Stewart's been on TV for years saying, was on TV for years saying Bush is an idiot. And Bush isn't an idiot. Bush was president of the country. You don't become president of the country by being some goddamn idiot. Even though they come off, sometimes presidents do come off that way. Uh, but the whole world is watching right now, the, the U.S. And that, to me, was... The most interesting thing about the vacation is even getting out of the country, the the conversation followed you. You didn't even have to bring it up. I didn't come up much at all, and we didn't talk to a lot of natives other than like trying to get rid of them trying to sell us weed. I think there was one guy on the beach going, weed, like that. And, uh, you know, he didn't really want to talk politics. The, <laughs> the the thing, like, this driver was actually, seemed pretty well-rounded, educated, watched the cable news, but I think that the cable news is maybe part of the problem, because he's thinking, oh, well, he's going to fall into the trap of thinking, there's no way, there's no way this guy's going to get in office, and he's probably going to get into office, and... The reason he's going to get into office is because the left, the opponent, I shouldn't say the entire left. I think the opponents of Trump and every other Republican candidate, Republican candidates weren't really that who, if you weren't going to vote for Trump, if you were, if you're a conservative, who would you vote for besides Trump? And, uh, Ted Cruz. They all seem like, bleh. Trump is actually the most authentic. Trump, you get the idea. He comes out being like, hey, everybody, I'm full of shit. And I'm honest about being full of shit. And, or he doesn't even know, he's got nothing to hide. Guy's been living a public life for decades. We all know him. And the only reason we know Hillary is because... She's uh was secretary. She's run for president before. She's been a first lady before, and uh, she was secretary of state. So we're all familiar with her that way. But she wasn't on fucking TV like Trump was. 
Trump's got more brand recognition, man. That's part of why he's going to win. But not just because he's been on TV, because he knows what it's like to be a public figure. And, uh, you know, both of them, all these people come off foolish every once in a while, and that's what happens when someone's recording <laughs> your your life, like, eight hours a day. So, anyway, Jamaica was great. How about that? <laughs> so I'm back home. Um, the weather here has been rainy all day, and... Uh, not like it is on the island, man. Guys, if I never hear a fucking Bob Marley song again, I'd be fine with that. I never need to hear Three Little Birds. The whole country of Jamaica, to me, seems like it's completely dependent on Bob Marley and the Bob Marley estate. You got Bob Marley weed, you got Bob Marley coffee, you got the Bob Marley... The music is just an accident. I think there's like a statue of him in Kingston and uh, so many, they got Bob Marley headphones. They call them House of Marley. My brother wanted some for Christmas. I bought him some and they fucking suck. They're not, they're not Sennheisers, man. I think I've talked about that before. The link between headphone brands and um, culture and race, which is why Sennheiser couldn't sell headphones the way Beats could sell headphones because Beats was deeply linked into hip-hop and black music and Sennheiser was like, why don't people buy our expensive open headphones to listen to their favorite string quartets <laughs> in in 2012? They didn't get that. They didn't understand why they, they didn't hit it because music is culture and you got to put some culture into the product, which is what Beats did. And Sennheiser wasn't good at doing that. Sennheiser was thinking of uh, audio reproduction, which I value, <laughs> but uh, doesn't sell so well in a in a in a Super Bowl ad or football game ad. Anyway, I guess that's enough for today. Been going on for half an hour. I should shut the f up and uh, hope you guys are doing well. And I'll talk to y'all later.